Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. Welcome to episode two of Smarter Building Materials Marketing. Today, we're going to be talking about how to grow and measure awareness for your brand and your products. We get asked all the time, how do I actually grow awareness and know that it's working? You know, and I think that this is something that every manufacturer deals with, regardless of size or the type of products that they sell. But what we're going to do in this podcast today is show you a few examples of of this process, including how companies like Benjamin Moore Paint targets different audiences to grow awareness effectively. It's actually a common misconception that awareness is about your product that it's just about getting your brand logo, getting your product name, getting your company name out in front of people and repeating that as many times as possible. While that might make people, quote, aware that your company exists, that's not going to have lasting value. It's not going to have lasting effects so that when your audience needs a solution, when they need a product that you make, they're actually going to remember a company that has solved a problem for them in the past. They're going to remember something that has resided with them. They're not going to just remember a logo. And that's why it's always important, and we harp on this all the time, but it's really value. You want to offer value over anything else. In the end, of course, you don't want to hide. We're not trying to make it like you're a nonprofit who's not selling something. That's fine. But you have to approach it from a solution-based and a value-based approach for your audience, especially when driving awareness. You can't ask for the sale or just flash your product out of the gate. That's exactly right. And I think that most manufacturers, when they think about growing awareness, they try to use a combination of, let's say, print, traditional media, media buying, traditional advertising to gain and grow awareness, and they sprinkle in some digital But what we talked about in the last episode is that the building material space is shifting and that our audience is spending a ton of time online, whether it's architects, contractors, builders, homeowners, whoever, their research process is starting and oftentimes ending online. And so if we we start to approach awareness is what Beth was talking about and building value, it positions you to not only get the right kind of attention, but hold on to attention, hold on to awareness in a way that makes it more difficult for your competition to come in. Step one to growing and measuring awareness online is to identify your audience's interests. This is so important. We as marketers tend to think that our our audience is only interested in us, but frankly, they're not interested in us at all. They're really only interested in their problems or solving a situation that they might need help with. With the emergence of sites like Google and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn, these sites are collecting data on you and your audience and everybody in the world and and what they're doing, what they're interested in, what their occupation is, how much money they make, everything that they might potentially be interested in to put them into a a quote-unquote box so that marketers like us can target individuals who have the right demographic profile to grow awareness with them. And I think this is really important. So you, as a marketer, now have the ability to target these kinds of people, people that might have interest in your product. Let's say, for example, that you go after architects who are interested in green products or 
contractors who sell high-end decks. There's countless amounts of information being collected about your target audience that gives you the ability to now get in front of them on social media as well as other channels online in a way that you never had before. So targeting based upon interest is smart because you can now begin to build rapport with people who did not even know you existed and eventually turn them into individuals who could buy from you because you've built demand and rapport around your brand and product. So start by identifying the things that your audience might be interested in. So if it's architects, it might be design, green living, uh, green building, whatever it might be as it relates to your product. Like if you work in a specific industry, write about the, you know, think about the different publications as well as influencers that work in your space. Start by identifying all of the different interests that your audience might have, not just interest around your product, but interests that they might have even outside of their vocation. So what publications do they read? What, what influencers do they follow? What is their job title? Where do they live? How educated are they? How much money do they make? These are all of the, of the different things that you can start to whittle down and drill down into when targeting these individuals to get valuable information in front of them to grow awareness around your product. Once you've written down all of your audience's interests, another great thing that you'll be able to identify from that list of interests is what type of asset are they going to be interested in? So take a look at the list and see, find the common denominators of topics, of mediums, and by mediums, I mean, are there a lot of magazines? Are there a lot of shorter or longer blog articles, videos, things like that? Um, And from that, you'll be able to see what type of asset that they're most interested in. And that's step two. You're going to create an asset that you're going to use as the main promotion for driving awareness. And when we say create an asset, the asset could be anything from, it could be a blog post, it could be a video, anything like that. That's going to really drive interest and give value immediately. And again, the type of asset that you create is going to be based on that list of information and resources that you already know your audience is interested in. I think that's really important, Beth, because most manufacturers say, hey, I want to grow awareness for my product or my brand. Let me just show an ad for my product or my brand. And this is actually the complete opposite approach of what we recommend. If you want to really drive value and build rapport, you need to focus on solving their problems. Focus on what are the things that they deal with on a daily basis and how can you help educate, inform, inspire, entertain around those kinds of things. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a great point, Zach. Your piece that you're creating isn't here's 17 features and benefits of our product. It's what issues, what pain points does your target audience have on a daily basis that you can just help them solve. This is the first time that they're going to be encountering your brand. You cannot ask for the sale at this point. You're just building relationship and establishing yourself as someone that they want to come back to. A great example of this is Benjamin Moore. At the beginning of each year, I saw this ad recently. At the beginning of each year, every single paint company releases their quote-unquote color of the year. But what Benjamin Moore did is they created a really great article and a tool to help visualize this color of the year. And it lives on their website. And assets or content pieces are really, really important for building relationship and showing value. But what's really critical here is that Benjamin Moore didn't just put this on their website and expect people to find it. They're doing something really smart here. They're creating this asset that people want to find out about. They're researching paints of the year. And then they're showcasing 
how might that paint look in your space or here's how the paint is used or here's how that color can be applied. And they're, they're inspiring, they're educating, they're informing, they're not just saying, hey, come buy our product. And so this is really valuable because if you are at the top of the funnel trying to build awareness, your goal should be to help your audience as much as possible. So Benjamin Moore knew their audience. They knew that what they're interested in, which is the color of the year or inspiring colors. And so what they did was they created an asset that helped educate, inform, entertain, and inspire around that asset. Another great thing that this tool that Benjamin Moore created is doing, in, and this goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning, but the tool they created is serving their audience in a way that their competitors aren't. Benjamin Moore knows that every single paint company releases a color of the year. It's not a revolutionary idea. They didn't come up with it, but they are doing it the best. And that's a really important point. If there's something that your competitors are doing that you're like, man, we should have thought of that. Well, how are they not doing it in the best way possible? How can you do something very similar, but make that asset or that touch point more complete and more usable? So Benjamin Moore isn't just posting a swatch on Facebook and Instagram saying green is the color of the year. They're giving you loads and loads of real life application, inspiration, different color palettes that their color of the year can work in. It's interactive. It takes people through the entire process. It answers all of their questions. That's something that their competitors just simply aren't doing. That's a great point, Beth. And that leads to step three, which is choosing the right channel to drive awareness. What's really important to note here is that when driving awareness, it's no longer just about Google. Growing awareness includes everything from not only your website and your blog, but everything from YouTube to Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, everything. Because that is where your audience lives. You need to make sure that you are focusing on the areas where your audience lives and find ways to get in front of them in a way that drives value. So when Benjamin Moore released their content, they didn't just put it up on their site and then put a nice link to it on their main homepage banner. They did a couple of things that were really smart. The first thing they did was they started targeting people who were interested in their product as well as interior design, style, and specifically paints. They targeted those individuals on Facebook, as well as Pinterest. So they were able to get in front of those people who had interest in their products on social media. In the show notes, we've got a couple pictures of the ads that they've, re- that they've run so you can see an example, but they're just trying to drive education around what the color of the year is and how individuals can learn and apply that to their next project. So when you click on this post, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest, it takes you to a really well-designed webpage that has those tools, that has the information, as well as the color and inspiration for that color. So again, step three is to choose the right channel to drive awareness. This could be Google, this could be email, this could be social media. And frankly, it's typically a combination of all of the different channels because you want to build awareness with those individuals. But since you're creating value, you're not driving your product down people's throats, they're actually going to be interested in in that piece of content or that asset and you're going to get the right kind of awareness, which leads to step four, which is telling your audience what to do next. This is where most building material manufacturers fail. They create a really great piece of content, they drive traffic to it, and they just expect that to do enough for them. When in actuality, people online, you have to tell them what to do next. You have to anticipate what the next logical step is in the buyer journey and help them get there. If you're a marketer for a building materials company, up to this point, you've probably been like, 
but what's the point of even doing awareness? What's the point of awareness? Why am I just promoting all of this content that I'm putting so much effort into creating? So this is where awareness actually starts to make sense. We would never just tell you to put a piece of content out there that you've created, you've put a ton of resources into it, you've researched, you've established who your audience is, what channel to use, everything like that, and be like, here you go, and then just walk away. Awareness becomes valuable and brings an ROI because you've got someone in their buyer journey, and now they're in their buyer journey with your brand. If we go back to Benjamin Moore as an example, they didn't just create this beautiful asset, this beautiful landing page with inspiration and all of this beautiful staging and ideas of how to use their paint that I'm sure wasn't cheap to create and say, great, thanks. Hope you enjoyed it. They're telling people what to do on that page. Their whole goal of that page is to get you to request a sample of this paint. And that's exactly what the goal of that page should be. Whatever asset you're creating should have a conversion point that's similar to the stage that the person is in the buyer journey. So we already said you're not going to immediately introduce the product, but you could have a different type of conversion on that page that you want people to complete based on the content that you're offering them and again, reflecting where they are in the buyer journey. So maybe that's downloading a video series that would be helpful, downloading some type of white paper if they're a little bit farther into their buyer journey, requesting a consultation with a design expert from your company. There's a number of ways that you can get people to convert on a page. That way, then they're in the process, they're in their buyer journey with you and continuing to be in that process with you and your brand, and you're able to nurture them, which we'll talk about lead nurture and lead capture on a different podcast, but you don't want just to bring people to your site for the sake of getting eyes on your site. You want to give them an action to take and tell them what the value is they're going to continue to get if they take that action and exactly how to do it. That's exactly right. And I think that most manufacturers, they're doing a combination of these things. They might be doing some SEO. They might be creating some content. But we have to think about these different things in a larger context of the buyer journey. So to recap, start with what your audience's interests are. Write them down. Figure out what problems they have. Then from there, create a really valuable asset or piece of content that helps them with their interests. Then choose the right channel to drive awareness, whether that's social or Google or email or something else. And then once you've got them viewing that piece of content, simply tell them what to do next. That helps them go further into the buyer journey. And then if you do these things, this is a really simple process that works. But we want to also show you how you can start to tell if this is working. Measurement and reporting an ROI is critical. So we've got you know, really four indicators for awareness. There's more that out there, but I think the four simple ones is just look at your Google Analytics. Look at analytics to see how much traffic this is bringing and specifically look at direct traffic as well as referral traffic and repeat visitors. Those three things are critical because you can see, okay, if it's direct traffic, that means people are, have either typed it in, they've seen it before and they're coming back to that piece of content. Referral traffic lets you know that people are linking to it and then return visitors because you can tell if somebody is finding that content or the asset really valuable. So the third thing that you can do to measure, and this is a slightly expert tip. So if you're not prepared to do this or you don't have the infrastructure set up for it, don't worry about it. 
But what we're going to recommend is actually attempting to associate sales data with your awareness campaign efforts. What I mean by that is if you have a relatively short sales cycle, let's say for example, somewhere between seven to 15 days, what you should be able to do is pull that point of sales data and then match it up and find a correlation that as your awareness campaign ramps up, seven to 15 days later, you also see a spike in sales. And it should also be true that if you turn that campaign off, that you would see the same type of dip in sales as well. Now, obviously, a lot of manufacturers have a much, much longer sales cycle than that, and that's completely fine. It doesn't mean it's not measurable. You'll just have to have for one, a longer campaign, and two, just set yourself up to know that you're in it for the long game. You can't expect to see an immediate spike in sales if you know you have a six to 18 month sales cycle. But do pull that information after your campaign has been running and see if you can spot the correlation. If you can see, we turned this campaign on eight months before our sales cycle really hit. And this year, compared to last year, we saw X percent in growth. And the fourth way to track the ROI or the measurement of your awareness is lead generation. How many leads is that content or asset generating for you? Those are simple things you can track through your automation or CRM or Google Analytics. But we're actually going to be talking about that specifically on the next episode of Smarter Billing Materials Marketing. We're going to be talking about lead generation and how you can capture and generate more leads from your online marketing and turn those leads into sales. So if you like this content and you want more of it, go to venvio.com slash podcast and subscribe. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.